0: Have you ever wanted to experience life like a child with no point of view or opinion because everything is fresh and new? How often do you feel wonder in your everyday experience? Hello and welcome everyone. My name is Mary Slocum, and this week we're exploring Beginner's Mind. When we are of Beginner's Mind, everything is fresh and new. There are no preconceived answers or attitudes. When we are with Beginner's Mind, we are full of wonder and acceptance in each moment. I hope you are enjoying the show and that you will continue to welcome it into your lives. Please follow or subscribe to the podcast, download the episodes and share them with friends and on social media. And don't forget to review the podcast on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you listen. Your support is so important and I thank you. Your Mindful Life Podcast. When someone says, bring beginner's mind, what does that mean? Maybe we remember the wonder of the world around us as kids. I remember the tidal pulls of the rocky Maine coast, the sweeping dunes of Cape Cod, and the crunch of leaves and twigs under my feet when walking in the woods with no path to guide me. I remember being mesmerized by the spiral patterns on the shell of snails and the prickly arms of the sea stars and how the sand on the dunes kept slipping out from under my feet, and I wondered, how far down does the sand go? Maybe we think about learning some new skill and how it felt, like I don't have a clue how to do this, and here I go. Perhaps we remember learning to ride a bike or swim, or even how to use a screwdriver. We might remember how it felt to be learning a new language and trying out our skills with native speakers for the first time. Maybe we think about being awkward or making mistakes, and so we retract when we hear the words, bring beginner's mind. We don't want others to see us as a beginner. We don't want others to see us hesitantly using a new skill or falling down and skinning our knee or saying the wrong thing, embarrassing ourselves. We want to show everyone that we know what we're doing, even when we don't. We might ask ourselves how recently have we experienced everyday life with beginner's mind when we have come fresh and raw to an experience, even the most mundane one. When have we interacted with our partner with fresh eyes or do we always carry our baggage with us? When have we tried something new and different with the wonder of why and how. The concept of beginner's mind comes from Zen Buddhism. It was popularized in the West in the 1970s with the publication of Shunryu Suzuki's book, Zen Mind, Beginner's Mind. In his book, Suzuki introduces us to the ordinary beginner's mind of Zen. For example, he tells us that when we listen to a lecture, we should not have our own idea. He says, forget what you have in your mind and just listen. Somehow that feels really refreshing. Beginner's mind is the attitude of mind that is open, eager, and free from preconceptions of how to do something, think about something, or be something. A person with beginner's mind has a mind that is open and receptive and void of conditioned attitudes, views, and beliefs. There's no agenda. There's no expertise, no wanting others to see us doing something in a certain way to boost our I identity, no being stuck in a certain way of doing things or thinking because the mind is accustomed to thinking or doing things in a particular way and therefore not open to any other way of thinking or doing. A beginner's mind is free from opinions, beliefs, and points of view, so it can take in the present moment just as it is without judging or comparing what's happening to something that's already been held in the mind. Beginner's mind comes from a place of equanimity, that place of no preference and balance. It is not a starting point. It is how the mind is. Beginner's mind is the thing that frees us. We might be tempted to say that beginner's mind is simple. We might be thinking, I can do that, no problem. But while the concept is simple, it is not easy to live from beginner's mind. If it were easy, we would simply live from beginner's mind all the time, We would be able to listen to another without jumping in with our point of view. But our points of view are conditioned into us from an early age. So even though as a child we experience the world from beginner's mind, with each passing day, more clouds formed in the mind as we were told to think this way and to do things that way. For example, Suppose we have a conflict with a friend, a partner, or a family member, or someone else. Each person believes the best way to resolve the conflict and move forward is to talk about what happened. This is a good thing. One person begins to talk. The other is listening. Well, sort of listening. Actually, their mind is busy coming at up with what it wants to say, the point it wants to amplify, or the rebuttal it wants to make. This is not beginner's mind. And if we are honest, we all come to interactions, relationships, and experiences with minds clouded in views, beliefs, and a need to bolster our I identity. Beginner's mind asks us to have a soft and flexible mind so we are open to what the other person is saying and we are taking it from a place of equanimity. Actualizing beginner's mind is a lot harder than we think because it asks us to drop everything, to empty out our minds, and that feels very threatening to most of us Empty my mind, but then I wouldn't be who I am, we fearfully think. So the I identity, so afraid of being thrown out, chumps in. It digs in with its point of view and its reactions. How dare she say that? Or that's not the way it happened, we think. Or from my point of view, this is how it happened. Do you see? One of the really wonderful things about beginner's mind is that it's not asking us to clean out our mind like we clean out a room and never bring anything back into the room. What it allows us to do is to take everything out and then bring back just what is needed. We get to sift through the piles of our conditioning to see what serves us and what doesn't. Not surprisingly, we find that, well, there isn't all that much that is really necessary. The best idea is just to forget ourselves. By forgetting ourselves, we leave behind piles of stuff that we have been attached to. Forgetting ourselves, forgetting the I identity is refreshing. For example, when we practice mindfulness of breath, this is a concentration practice, and the easiest way to do it is to forget all about ourselves. This forgetting is hard, isn't it? We're concentrated on the breath, and suddenly the list of everything we have to do today pops into our mind, and then worry joins in, because the list is way longer than the time we have. So then we begin going through the list to try to decide what stays and what doesn't. Then, oops, what happened with the breath? We notice and once more focus attention on it. And then suddenly we're caught up in another thought. Suzuki says if you're concentrated on your breathing, you will forget yourself. And if you forget yourself, you will be concentrated on your breathing. The more crowded our minds are with all the stuff of self, the harder it is to have beginner's mind. And this is why mind cleaning is so helpful. One of my teachers, Joseph Goldstein, tells the story of being on retreat in his practice, he is contemplating how not grasping and not clinging onto anything relieves suffering. And then he says, why don't I just do it? That feels right. Just drop clinging. And then suddenly, he finds himself thinking about the cozy sweatshirt he's wearing and how nice it would be to have the sweatshirt in many colors to wear to meditation. His eye identity snatches his attention and places its desire for a cozy, colorful set of sweatshirts to wear to meditation in the future front and center. See how easy it is to get hooked? We're clinging to stuff all the time, especially thoughts, which in themselves are nothing at all. Beginner's mind means leaving behind the ever-busy, lopsided I-identity mind. Here's another way to see beginner's mind. On waking up in the morning... We hear the rain coming down on the roof above us. We become annoyed because the rain is going to ruin our day. Later on, the rain stops and the sun comes out from behind the mist. But we have already suffered because we reacted to the rain rather than just being in the moment and enjoying the sound of the rain and letting each moment unfold as it would. Maybe the sun will come out, or maybe not. We don't know in the moment. We only know that the rain is sounding on the roof above us. Notice that it is the I identity that reacts by projecting into the future, a future that doesn't exist, but one that we create. Sometimes we believe that the only way to experience beginner's mind is to go off to someplace new, maybe to travel or pick up and move somewhere that we don't know. Then we think we can be free. We won't bring any baggage. We will shed everything. We will empty our minds. But what happens most of the time? We discover that all our opinions, likes and dislikes and points of view come with us. We discover that we don't like the way these people do this or how they eat that or we don't enjoy the way they live. Sometimes though, changing our environment and going off to some unknown place helps us to do the kind of housekeeping we need to do in order to have beginner's mind. The new environment allows us to sort through the piles of habitual reactions, opinions, perspectives, and points of view we have brought with us, discarding everything and then allowing back into our minds only what is necessary. This is why going on a meditation retreat is so helpful. We get out of our conditioned, habitual, everyday lives to give ourselves the opportunity to do some mind cleaning. Beginner's mind and the unknown are made for one another. Why is it that we fear the unknown? Certainly, part of it is evolutionary because the unknown signals possible danger. And since we don't know what that danger might be, our minds are on hyper alert. The unknown is a place of uncertainty. On the other hand, the unknown is full of potential. We don't know what might arise, but when we bring our beginner's mind, that is, that open, curious, and mind without opinions or points of view, we are ready for what might show itself, be it a rainbow or a wild beast, and we are ready to learn how to be with what comes. This week, I invite you to contemplate beginner's mind before you enter a new interaction or before you assert a point of view to a colleague, friend, or partner. And here are some little questions to contemplate this week. What point of view or opinion am I bringing to this? Is this point of view familiar to me? How long has it been around? Do I remember the first time it popped up into my consciousness? In this interaction, am I attached to a certain outcome? Can I let go of that attachment? If not, why not? What is it doing for me? How does it bolster or relate to my I identity? How is my point of view tied to an outcome that I'm attached to? What does it feel like in my body when I let go of this attachment? And what does it feel like in my body when I don't let go? Thank you for listening today. I so appreciate you and also appreciate the people behind the scenes who make this podcast possible. Gorgias Romero for original music, audio engineering, and production, Bill Rafferty for technical web support, Ali Allen for logo and podcast cover design, and Margaret Haas for announcing the show. Be well, be mindful.